Hi, this is Annie Fox for Family Confidential, Secrets of Successful Parenting. My guest today is Amy Ambrosich. Amy is a parent educator and the founder of DareToParent.com. Today we'll be talking about parenting tweens. Hi, Amy. Welcome to Family Confidential. Hi, Annie. Thanks so much for having me. Well, it's my pleasure. I'm so delighted to be talking to someone who's an expert on tweens and parenting tweens because it's a really hard transition for a lot of families. What What is this about um, becoming a tween? It wasn't even a, a term we used a generation ago, and now we hear about it a lot. What defines being a tween? It's that transitional stage between the elementary school, which is typically very smooth and easygoing from grade to grade to a lot of transition to uh, different social friends, different social groups. Um, the hormones are kicking in. We've got a lot more emotions going on with our kiddos than we did before. And they feel like they're in transition too, but they're trying to figure it all out. So it's it's really just, a, I guess, a growth spurt, but it's more of an emotional growth spurt at that point. And, and what's going on in the family in terms of um, what parents observe? I think parents, it's funny because some parents, they transition very smoothly into it. And sometimes our kids just on the flip of a dime, they switch personalities. So, um, and that shakes parents up sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like, who are you and what have you done with my child? It's my sweet, sweet child that I liked last week. <laughs> no doubt. Um, you know, for parents, it's a change in their role, too, because things were really smooth for a while. And um, they were in that protective mode. And now they're in that preparation mode of raising kind of a young adult, a, an adult with training wheels right now. Your kids are, are figuring out new roles for themselves, and and it's one of those transitions that feels kind of uncomfortable for them, and for parents, sometimes it can be uncomfortable, too. So trying to ride that roller coaster smoothly with your child isn't always easy, but there are ways that we can manage through those years. Well, I know that I, I know I have a daughter and a son, and, and when when they hit around 6th grade, 7th grade, it, it's like, you're right. It, it's a huge transition, um, and the attitude of, of them towards authority figures, i.e. me, um, it, it just seemed like all of a sudden we were having issues over things that had never been an issue before. So um, what is that about? Are they testing? <laughs> They're definitely testing. They're testing limits that you've set. They're testing um, limits that their friends are setting. Uh, there's a lot of peer pressure more in the middle school age group because kids are all testing at the same time. So they want their friends to come with them while they're while they're doing these new important things for them. So it's definitely a period of testing and, and seeing if mom and dad are going to stick to what the rules used to be or if there's going to be um, some shifting from mom and dad, too. Well, that's a really important point. So they're testing us, and often, because we're so startled by this change, we're um, not always sure that what we did before is appropriate. And sometimes it's not, but um, I often tell parents that, you know, if these are your core values as, as a family, then... There's no reason to um, start getting all wobbly about it um, just because your kid is pushing back. What do you think about that? Absolutely. Consistency is the key to getting through these transitional years. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't give your kids a little bit more freedom. 
Right. As my dad used to say, I'm going to give you just enough rope to have some fun, but I will yank you back if I need to. <laughs> so it's that time of trying to figure out how do I fit in with my new social group? And I want some freedom, but yet kids really do need us to still hang tight with what the rules used to be. They need that consistency of messaging from us. Yeah, and I think it's important for them to know that they can count on that consistency as well, because as you say, you know, their peer group is starting to get super important and now with social media it seems like they're never disconnected from their peer group so when that happens it's it's um it's sometimes hard for them to stand their ground if they can use us as an excuse my mom says i can't do that yes (laughs) end of conversation right (laughs) absolutely and it makes it easy on us too i don't mind being the bad guy if it's going to get my kid out of a situation they're not comfortable with and it also tells you that your child's still dependent on you and still trusts you to be there and have their back which i think is important during during that peer pressure stage even though they may be making a show about complaining about the rules (laughs) They might, I'm hearing you say they might be, you know, secretly a little bit relieved that those rules are there. Absolutely. It takes some stress off of them where they don't have to look like the baby of the group. Uh, Oh, well, you know, I can't do that or I'm afraid to do that. If you can say my mom won't let me do it, you blame mom and the pressure's off of you. You don't look like the baby of the group or the immature one in the group. I, you know, I really like that. You know, I have noticed recently because I spend time in schools with this age group, that um, who they are in a group is often vastly different than who they are one-on-one or even just in a group of two. And when I get anonymous email questions from tweens, it's hard to imagine that these are the same unruly, out-of-control, thoughtless kids that have written this very sweet and vulnerable private message to me. Um, and I'm sure, and I'm thinking, it's not easy being them. Oh, gosh, no. No. They're trying on new skin. It's almost, you know, that that it's a transition period, but they're trying to figure out who am I going to be as an adult around other people. And other people are judging me more. That tween stage, it's such a period of judgment. And um, that the peer pressure is so strong for them to fit in with everybody else that, it's true. It's it's a time of trying to figure out who was I and who am I going to be within this group. And the herd mentality is huge. So sometimes it's easier to go with the group than to stand out on your own. But you're right. You will get them when they're one-on-one with you or with just one friend. They're that sweet child that you had last week before the hormones hit. <laughs> well, you know, I think you bring up something really interesting. They are transitioning and they're trying to figure out who they are as who they will be as an adult and who they are now in their peer group, which they are now spending more time with. How can we help them with this transition? Because it's almost like an identity crisis. Definitely. Almost like, you know, as adults have midlife crisis and we Mm -hmm. have to find who we're going to be. That's what they're doing right now too. I think some of the best things that we can do is just be patient and listen to them. Um, I I teach in my classes the ABCs of parenting, and really quick, I'll run you through the steps. A is acknowledge their feelings. 
listen to what they're saying, dig through all of the, and I hate to use the word muck, but dig through the muck of all of the, the uh, big story and find out really what they're feeling. Where, where are they going emotionally with that? Um, if you can acknowledge their feelings, that helps them feel validated as a, as a person, as an individual. Then you go to the B step, which is be very clear about the limits of a situation or you know the rules of our house. Um, I love to teach my parents the phrase, in our home. In our home, this is okay and this is not okay. Mm-hmm. So that then sets some standards and reminds them of these are the standards for the family. And what was B again? I, I got A was acknowledge your feelings and the letter B, B stands be for? Be very clear. Be, be very, very clear. About the limits of the situation or, or the rules of the family or whatever. So it's be clear. Acknowledge, be clear. And, and the C is helping them consider options. So this is a great time to sit and brainstorm with your kiddo and say, look, I understand that you're stressed out. What are some things that you can do? We're so quick as parents to jump in with solutions. This is a fabulous time to sit them down and let them think through and come up with um, ideas. I could do it this way or I could do it that way. And then walk them through each of those scenarios and say, well, if you did that, then what would happen? Walk them through that problem solving skill because that's a skill that then they'll use later on in life too. So the ABCs of parenting, it's quick, it's easy. You can use it throughout those preteen and teen years. And it gives your kids some validation of moms really listening and hearing what I'm saying. I love this. It is really simple, and it, it feels very um, empowering for parents because often they feel like, I don't know what to do with this this bundle of energy and emotion, and I don't know how I can help him or her, and I want, of course, to help. So this is great. The only thing I would add to that is that parents need to take a slow, deep breath before they start any of your A, B, or C. Yes. Um, because I, I certainly remember it. It's um, it's upsetting when your kid not only is having a meltdown, but when they're fuming at you and raging at you, it's really hard. Everyone says, don't take it personally, parent of a tween, but it's, it's hard not to take it personally when it's directed at you. Absolutely. And we get on the defensive and then we start to go into discipline mode. Yeah. And that's, that then puts a wall. Your kids will put up a wall and they'll say, well, no, I'm not listening to you now. So we can take that deep breath, walk them through the ABCs, and say, let's do this together. We're a team together instead of butting heads and arguing. It'll make things a little calmer at home, which will help. You know, I have something that I just thought of because I'm recently getting emails from kids in this age group whose parents are splitting up or um, parents are remarrying after having been single for a long time. This is another layer of transition dealing with a new step-parent, um, possibly step-siblings. On top of all this, um, the, quote, regular stuff of transitioning from childhood into uh, young adulthood. Do you have any special tips for, for parents who um, are going through that kind of transition themselves in their own uh, marriage and partnership, how to help their kids? I think we need to look at that from two different um, pieces of the puzzle. If you're a birth parent, you're already in tune with your child. You know their their personality and that. If you're a step-parent or someone coming into that step-parenting role, that's really hard because you're almost that third wheel on a bicycle. You're not sure where I should step in, where I shouldn't step in. So helping your child as a birth parent 
if you can help your child to understand that this other person that I'm now bringing into our family and the kids that may be coming with them aren't a replacement for what we already have. It's just an addition to it, but we're all going to have to work together as a team. We're going to have to sit down and figure things out, even the logistics of how to get out of the door in the morning without it being mass chaos every day. But do that as a team. Sit down at the dinner table, order a bunch of pizzas and just chill and relax with the kids and say, okay, here's something I'm, I'm thinking about that we might need to work through. I want to hear what you guys have to say. And everybody's allowed to share. No one's allowed to judge because that way you get that communication going and the brainstorming going. But be very aware of the fact that what felt normal to your child has now been rocked. That boat's been shaken and it's going to take some time. It won't be a smooth transition. And even if it starts smooth at the beginning, you're going to hit some bumpy times in between. So just be prepared to everybody sit down together and work through it as a team instead of, well, he said this and she said that because then you get all that bickering and, and, you know, it goes off, off course after that. So it sounds like a lot of what you're saying um, involves effective communication. And we, we know that it takes leadership on the part of parents and, and calmness and intentionality Mm-hmm. Instead of going to that discipline place to be calm and and yeah, it almost sounded like um, your team leadership meeting starts with someone saying, "Okay, I recognize that we can do a better job as a team. Mm-hmm. Here, let's talk about it." Um, it always sounds simple when you say that, and I know sometimes there are <laughs> barriers to just getting to that point because we get frustrated. But um, I think in many ways it shows our tweens that. When we are in situations that feel a little bit unwieldy and out of control, there are things that we can do as individuals to make things easier for those people around us. So we're kind of modeling the kind of leadership that we'd want our kids to take, maybe amongst their friends um, or with siblings. It's like, let's calm down. Let's talk about this. Absolutely. And one other thing I'd like to throw in for step parents, too, is have a really really honest conversation with both the person that you're marrying into um, and the other parent. The three of you together, if, if you know, there's two birth parents involved, um, you've got to sit down with everybody and go, okay, I need to know where my place is in this. Because there'll be times as a step parent, you feel the need to discipline mm-hmm. or pull that child back, but then you're not sure if that's, it is that in my boundaries, is that overstepping boundaries? So as the adults, you have to work together and really form, I keep going back to that word team, but you really have to form a a consistent messaging for the kids so that they're not A, playing anybody off anybody else, but B, that step parent knows, okay, this is what I'm, you know, I'm allowed to handle or this is what I'm going to do in this situation. And then as the, as all of the adults together, we're going to, you know, figure this out of who's stepping in where and who's helping this um, situation out. Because otherwise you feel, again, like that third wheel on a bicycle and you're not sure, should I say something? Should I not? Do I back off? Do I nip it in the bud right now? Because some preteens will give you attitude beyond words. And again, back to testing. Sure if you jump in or not, you know, yeah. should I say something or do I let it go? Yeah. So that you're not rocking the boat. So no, I think that's that's really important what you just said. And also that once the adults come together and say, OK, the, this is your area of jurisdiction and, and this is not, et cetera, that that gets communicated as a united front to the tweens mm-hmm. so that it's not like, hey, um, nobody told me you were going to be 
talking to me about this kind of stuff. And if the biological parent says, we are a unit here and, and this is what we are doing in terms of helping, helping you on, on different levels here. And we're a team. We're a team. I love it. <laughs> we only have about a minute left now, Amy, and I'd love for you to give our viewers and listeners an opportunity to learn more about your work. Where can they go? They can go to my website, www.daretoparent.com. I'm also on Facebook, so and I use my Facebook page. I post a lot of helpful articles from other parenting experts, too. It's not just my stuff because there's so much great information out there, but parents don't know how to filter through all of it to find the really meaty stuff. So, and the Facebook um, page Facebook is what? It's daretoparent.com or dare to parent. Okay. Um, so they can reach me even if they've got a, a question they want to throw my way. Uh, info at daretoparent.com. They can go ahead and just send me an email. I'd be happy to get back to them and help them do some problem solving. That's great. Thank you so much for your time and thank you for this work that you're doing because I know parents, you know, it, they think that first stage of parenting, it's okay, we finally, we got past the infant age and now we're in the school age and things for a while start to kind of get into a rhythm and then there's this upheaval. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really delighted to, to know that you're providing these kind of resources for parents of tweens. Well, thank you. And I'm appreciating your work out there too, Annie. You're doing a great job for parents and, and the tweens. So thank you. Thanks. This is Annie Foxer, Family Confidential. To learn more about my parent coaching services, visit AnnieFox.com and check out my parenting book, Teaching Kids to Be Good People, and my latest book for tween girls, The Girls Q&A Book on Friendship, 50 Ways to Fix a Friendship Without the Drama. And if you like this podcast, we ask that you review it on iTunes. It may be a little thing to you, but it means an awful lot to us. Family Confidential Podcast is produced by Electric Egg Plant creators of books and apps for parents, kids, tweens, and teens. And tune in next week when my guest will be Susan Berland. Susan is a parent educator, and our topic will be support for parents of LGBT youth. Until next time, happy parenting. Mm-hmm.